Hello everyone. Here we are at the conclusion reached from the past two or three lessons about two worlds. This is lesson 130. It is impossible to see two worlds, and I should add, at the same time. <laughs> Perception is consistent. What you see reflects your thinking. Remember how much we talked about that at the beginning of this series of lessons. Way back in the first 50, it talks a lot about thoughts and seeing being identical. And then it goes on to say, thinking reflects your choice of what you want to see. Your values are determiners of it because you surely do want to see what you value. And what you value, you believe, is really there. No one can see a world his mind has not accorded value. And no one can fail to look upon what he believes he wants. See, we can't stop being these amazing, impossible-to-describe creative forces. So it is impossible for us to focus our attention on something and not have it show up. We can't take a break from that. It just always works that way. We cannot help being creators. Yet, who can really hate and love at once? Who can desire what he does not want to have reality? And who can choose to see a world of which he is afraid? Now, I want to add something in here that's not in this lesson, and that is the author of this material knows we are afraid of this beautiful, loving world. It knows we are afraid of love because love implies oneness with no separation. And we are convinced to the very nth degree that it's being separate from everything else that gives us our identity. So there's a part of us that thinks, okay, all of this wonderful sounding love-related thing, I might cease to exist. I might somehow get swallowed up in the cosmic stew and stop being me. That isn't so. It's a very commonly deeply held fear, but it's groundless. The actual fact is the more you head toward unity, the more intensely you feel yourself being uniquely, though not separately, you. So this understands that fear makes us blind to love because that's what it's for. That which you fear to see, you cannot see. If you're afraid of love, you can't see this beautiful world. Love and perception, in other words, that seeing experience, go hand in hand. Fear obscures in darkness what's there when we're afraid of what's there. What then can fear project upon the world? What can be seen in darkness that is real? Nothing. Truth is eclipsed by fear. That means you cannot see it. And what remains is just imagined. Yet what can be real in blind imaginings of panic born? What would you want that this is shown to you? What would you wish to keep in such a dream? Fear has made everything you think you see. Remember what we're seeing is a hallucination all separation, all distinctions, and the multitude of differences you believe make up the world aren't here. Love's enemy, which is fear, which is separation, which is guilt, has made them up. Yet, love cannot have an enemy with any substance. There isn't anything 
equal to, in creative power, love itself. And so they have no cause, no being, no consequence. They can be valued. This enemy can be valued, but remain unreal. Love's enemies in all of their forms can be sought, but they can't be found. Today, we will not seek for them, nor waste this day in seeking what cannot be found. Another way to say this is that when we wanted something that wasn't true, which was to experiment with separateness, we'll just leave it at that, we fell asleep because we were thinking something that was impossible to be brought into actual creative being. So we're calling it hallucinations, we're calling it dreams, we're calling it going to sleep, but in any case, it isn't substantive. Nothing happens in it except we just make up stuff, see it there, frighten ourselves to death. It is impossible to see two worlds which have no overlap of any kind. You seek for one, the other disappears. Only one remains, and they are the range of choice beyond which your decision cannot go. Those are your two choices. That's it. The real and the unreal are all there are to choose between, a reality and a hallucination. That's it. Today, we will attempt no compromise where none is possible. There is no compromise between an awake, real, loving state and a hallucination. <laughs> They're not on equal footing. The world you see is proof you have already made a choice as all-embracing as its opposite. What we would learn today is more than just the lesson that you can't see two worlds. It also teaches that the one you see is consistent from the point of view from which you see it. It is all a piece because it stems from one emotion. In other words, the hallucination stems from the emotion of fear. Reality stems from, if you want to call it, the emotion or the reality of love, which is really all there is. So six times today, being so grateful that the truth remains true, we're going to give five minutes to the thought that ends all compromise and doubt. And we're going to go beyond them all. We will not make a thousand meaningless distinctions nor attempt to bring with us a little part of unreality. You can't bring part of a hallucination into a waking state. <laughs> so we're not going to try that as we devote our minds to actually finding out what's real. Begin your searching for the other world by asking for a strength beyond your own and recognizing what it is you seek. You don't want illusions. That's another word to call our hallucination. And you come to these five minutes emptying your hands of all the petty treasures of the world, all those things that you value, that you think are important, that you think are necessary for your well-being. You're going to wait for God to help you. You're going to wait for love to hold you up, as you say. It is impossible to see two worlds. So let me accept the strength of God, the strength of love offered me, and see no value in this world that I might finally find my freedom and deliverance. God, or love, will be there, for you have called upon the great unfailing power, 
which will take this giant step with you in gratitude, nor will you fail to see his thanks expressed in tangible perception. In other words, this is something you'll be able to see. We're still in the world of form. It's called the real world when it's the loving world. You will not doubt what you look upon. For though it's still perception, it's not the kind of seeing that your eyes alone have ever seen before. And you will know God's strength upheld you as you made this choice. So dismiss easily today any temptation that comes along by remembering the limits of your choice, the unreal or the real, the false or the true, the fear-driven or the love-driven. You get to see only one of those. Perception is consistent with your choice, fear or love, and hell or heaven comes to you as one. They are a package deal. Fear, guilt, and this world is a package. Love, unity, bliss obviously are a package. So, except a little part of hell is real and you have damned your eyes, cursed your sight, and what you will behold is hell indeed. Yet, the release of heaven still remains right here within your range of choice. You can always choose love to take the place of everything that hell would show you. All you need to say to any part of hell, whatever form it takes, is it's impossible to see two worlds. I seek my deliverance and freedom, and this is not a part of what I want. There you go. End of story. Have a great practice today. Can't wait to see what happens. Bye.